0: Hello, and welcome to From Russia With News, a weekly news podcast brought to you by The Moscow Times. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Millions of citizens of Russia are united by the Olympic dream. I view
1: the Russians as a far greatest challenge that we have. President Putin, uh, he just said it's not Russia.
0: A unique country, not bad, not bad at all. My name is Jonathan Brown, and I'm an editor in our newsroom here in Moscow this week on the program. The shock arrest of investigative journalist Ivan Gulanov and his even more unexpected release is revealing the unpredictability of late Putinism.
2: From what I've heard from many different sources, Putin was incandescent with rage when he heard about this because some mid-level officials uh, trying to line their pockets completely upstage him at the most important PR event of the year. So uh, it just uh, goes to show how uneven and factionalized uh, Russia's so-called
0: vertical of power is. We'll speak with Alexei Kovalev, Ivan's editor, about what it took to get him free, and with Daily Beast reporter Anna Nemtsova about how the authorities tried to manage the outcry. First up, the arrest of investigative journalist Ivan Golonov last week on dubious drug charges sparked an unprecedented and unanimous outcry. Hundreds protested over the weekend, and on Monday, when Russia's top business papers printed identical front pages with the words I am, we are Ivan Gulunov, press kiosks and news agents sold out within hours. And then, even Kremlin allies began to speak out. Before we go to Anna let's speak with Alexei Kovalyov, the head of investigations at Medusa, and Ivan's editor. Yosha. thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us on the podcast today. Yeah, sure. So, before um, Galunov was... Uh, arrested, he had been receiving threats. Can you, can you tell us what sorts of threats uh, he had received and what he had been working on to receive those threats?
2: Um, well, Ivan wasn't very specific about the nature of these threats. Uh, and I wasn't at Meduza, uh at the time because the investigation he's been working on has been going on for, for months uh, now. And it's uh, uh, it's, a, it's, an install, it's there are several installments uh, of the story, and we're working on, on the next one. Uh, but it was clear that uh, he was getting threats from the same people he was investigating. And he was working on a story about the, uh, Russia's funeral industry. And uh, it's one of the most corrupt and criminal businesses in Russia, uh, because it's a very lucrative monopoly. Uh, you know, people just cannot die and be buried uh it's uh, pretty much like waste collection in the united states uh, in a Tony Soprano way uh so uh, uh whoever can can the heads can uh, get their hands on 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 a chunk of this business and it's not just the funerals uh, whoever controls the cemeteries it's just it's also the uh, associated services uh you know the selling of wreaths and caskets uh and that sort of thing uh, and the one was investigating those those businesses. Who controls them? And then on every level, uh, there's uh, there are corrupt, uh, dirty businessmen and the uh, local officials and uh, uh, mid-level officials and uh, people from the police and security services. And it was pretty clear that he was getting threats from uh, uh, from these people. And we now have a, have a pretty clear picture: who was getting threats from, and who is behind uh, his arrest, actually. And we're going to make this public as soon as we finish the investigation.
0: Given uh, Russia's staggeringly low acquittal rates, how likely did Medusa think that uh, he would be released? And what was happening beside, behind the scenes in, in order to make sure that he was released?
2: Uh, well, it's, uh, it's a pretty unique case. And it's, uh, it's a very unique combination of factors that led to Ivan's release. Uh, some were public and uh, some were happening beside, uh, behind the scenes. And I'd say, uh, the way I see it, Uh, One of the most important factors uh, was that the arrest was happening uh, uh, at the same time uh, with the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. On the same day where Putin was uh, was about to speak, uh, on on a plenary session. And the way Russian media work uh, uh, in in times of events like this, it's a huge international uh, PR event for Russia. Where russia is supposed to is supposed to present Russia's good face to the international investors, and while it was happening, while he was speaking, uh, uh, you know all the reporters, both Russian and foreign, instead of asking questions about russia's um, economic climate and investment climate, uh, whatever, just by. Uh, uh, following the, the, the Russia's pitch you know, people were asking questions why is an independent reporter arrested on fake drug charges hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> and of course from what I've heard from many different sources uh, was that Putin was incandescent with rage when he heard about this uh, because some mid-level officials uh, are trying to line their pockets completely upstage him at the most important PR event uh, of the year uh so uh, it just uh, goes to show how uh, uneven and factionalized uh, Russia's so-called vertical of power is. Putin is at the, at the top of some pyramid where he controls everything and everyone. Uh, but uh, there are uh, different uh, officials on different levels basically freelancing for, for their own profit. And uh, uh, when the, the scale of the problem became... So so uh, clear. Uh, it probably uh, did uh, go to Ivan, you know, it did play in, in Ivan's favor that Putin himself was so, was so angry about it, uh, and Ivan's personal and professional reputation was also a factor. Uh, because he's one of the most accomplished and professional uh, investigative reporters in the industry. And uh, he's not ideological. Uh, he, uh, if you write his reports, uh, they are quite difficult to get through, because they're just so full of facts, uh, and uh, without any editorializing. And uh, um, because I'm his editor... Uh, I know that he's on actually on very good terms with his government sources hmm. because they recognize him as an objective source uh, who gives them credit where, where it's due. And actually, whenever he points out the flaws in the system, uh, you know, things get fixed. <laughs> uh, and there are, you know, there are, I, I can name uh, quite a few examples where after Ivan's reporting, uh, uh, pointing out systemic flaws uh, in this industry or, or that ministry, things actually got fixed things got better because there was it was an undis- undisputable fact that something was uh, it was corruption here or mismanagement there mismanagement there and uh, yeah i mean he's uh, uh, it's probably helped that uh, he was uh, uh, he, he's actually a very humble person and uh, uh, knowing him, I've <laughs> all this attention is, uh, is, uh, is really overwhelming for him. Uh, but uh, that fact that he's so, so professional and so objective did play a role too. Hmm. And of course, uh, yeah, it also helped that there was a dedicated uh, team of colleagues behind him. Uh, and Medusa chief uh, executive, Galina Timchenko immediately, the second she heard about this, she uh, mobilized the entire uh, media community in Russia to, uh, uh, to rally behind Ivan to help make his case public. And, uh, of course, there was the um, grassroots support from people whose student rallies and pickets that also played a role. So, yeah, it's, it was a pretty unique combination of factors, but we do hope that uh, this case... Uh, will help bring to light uh the enormous problem that is not talked very often about in in the russian media is that ivan 's case is far from isolated so the people trying to frame ivan they did just they just did, didn 't realize who uh, what they were getting into uh but uh because it it just it works every time you know you 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 uh you have uh, an activist or uh, or, or an investigative journalist or just a random person uh, if you want an open and shut case. And the, the police and investigators and the judges uh, work to together uh, to put away uh, an innocent person uh, and uh, you know, destroy his life. Uh, and there are tens of thousands of people actually. Uh, languishing in Russian prisons on exactly the same kind of charges that uh, uh, Ivan got, and we hope to, uh, we hope that his, his case helps publicize and, uh, uh, the, the problem that is, that is very much very obvious, and you know, even the state media now are uh, starting to talk about it.
0: We saw that a number of, sort of traditional Kremlin allies uh, began to, to speak out on uh, Galunov's behalf, like Margarita Semenyan, the head of RT, or Valentina Madvidenenko, the, the Speaker of the Upper House of Parliament. They certainly didn't have to speak out uh, on Galunov's behalf. Why do you suspect that they did? Uh, well, I
2: think at some point there was a breaking point when, uh, when it became just blindingly obvious that the charges against Ivan are completely fake. And... Uh, uh, it was very black and white. So you, at this point, you could either on the right side of history or the wrong side of history, and uh, they to be. They chose to be on the right side of history, of course, and uh, uh, and of course, there's a cynical element of piggybacking on this case uh, to score some points when it when it's already pretty obvious who is right and who is wrong here. But hopefully, these people just genuinely realized how unfair and uh, how. Destructive it is. This whole system of persecution of people on, on, on fake charges. It's not just about drugs. I mean, there are a lot of cases like Yuri uh, Dmitriev, uh, for example, like fake pedophilia charges uh, uh, and stuff like this. But I mean, I mean, when you're a public official, you can't afford to be on. Uh, uh, on the wrong side of history. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, it seems like uh, there's quite a few Russian officials who don't mind on many other instances being on the wrong side of history. So what do, what do you suspect the incentive was this time to, to make sort of the right moral decision?
2: Uh, because, the ca- because Ivan's case became so public uh, in such a short period of time that you had to make a decision very quickly. Uh, because, well, I mean, it's in just a couple of days, it became it became a global mm-hmm. issue. The story became global, uh, so somebody had to make those decisions pretty quickly. And of course, I mean, there's the, the, the we're coming back to the Saint Petersburg Economic uh, Forum. It was a massive blow. I mean, uh, uh, there's another aspect to it uh, that uh, if Vladimir Putin knew, if could have, if he could have stopped, stopped it. I'm pretty sure that he would, because, uh, and I, I, I heard it from my, from number, number of sources that he was incandescent with rage at the forum, uh, that somebody, uh, some mid-level uh, uh, security services official, abstained him so, and embarrassed him uh, to such an extent. So yeah, it's uh, uh, There are many cases like Ivan's, but it's just he's that you know gets got so much attention.
0: All right, Alexei, thanks very much. We'll we'll leave it there for uh, for today. Yeah. Cheers, man. Thank you very much. Bye. Now joining us on the line is Anna Nemtsova, a reporter for the Daily Beast based in Moscow. Anna, thanks very much for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. We've seen a good deal of high-profile arrests and detentions this year. There's the American investor, Michael Calvi, and of course the former minister, Mikhail Abuizov. Why do you think Golunov's arrest sparked the outcry that we saw?
1: See, most of the uh, protesters who came out to demand freedom for Golunov, they were journalists. And um, I actually participated in one of the protests uh, outside of uh, the Interior Ministry's headquarters on Petrovka 38. Um, and I spoke with people asking why? Why did you guys come here? Most of the uh, answers were because we feel like each one of us has the same um, is facing the same problem as Galunov. Each one of us can end up behind bars um, if somebody plants drugs on us. So this is such a common issue. Police uh, plant drugs on. Putin's critics, um, journalists, uh, on human rights defenders, like in the case of IUPTC in Chechnya. Mm. So people wanted to, to, to change that, to um, deprive police of that gear, of that tool, uh, of that drug uh, law that is quite severe and often used in an illegal way, uh, as we could see in Golunov's case.
0: When he was being released, the interior minister announced that several high-profile police officials were being removed from their posts. They appear to be scapegoats for the, for the botched process of trying to arrest and detain Golunov. Do we know who actually ordered the detention, and or why?
1: Uh, we don't know who ordered the detention, um, and many of us doubt that we would find out uh, the mastermind. In most of these cases, we we don't who the mastermind of such order was, unfortunately. Um, and in this case, there is, um, you know, we've seen a miracle. Glunov was released, um, the system backed up. So maybe another miracle might happen if many journalists put their minds together and begin to, to investigate this this, this case. Uh, it, it's important to, um to find out the truth in this particular case. Uh, different people had different ideas. Um, some of uh, Golonov's major investigations actually targeted uh, a corrupt uh, FSB officer, a high-rank officer who was involved in some corrupt funeral business. And we don't know. we don't know who right now but i'm sure that Ivan golunov and his colleagues um are, are going to continue their investigations and and might find out the truth
0: there are authoritative reports that mr putin was directly involved in the release of the journalist do we know why he might have bypassed the whole judicial process and and ordered golunov to be released
1: um at the time when golunov was questioned uh we don't we none of us even knew that he was um Uh, at the police station. He was grabbed uh, on Thursday in the afternoon while President Putin was meeting with the Chinese leader. Um, And I'm quite uh, sure that the president had no idea that uh, some investigative reporter was was, um, arrested or detained in, in the center of Moscow. But when the scandal developed and everybody spoke about it on Friday, on the last day of the forum in St. Petersburg, the Economic Forum. Um, so the president could see, probably, or he was informed, I don't know if he checked um, the Internet news, that most of the headlines were had Golunov's name in them. Mm. Um, I'm sure that the, 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 the were, there were uh, talks and negotiations on high level because, uh, as we know, um, uh, well-known editors, Dimitri Muratov from Nova Gazeta, uh, the from Echo of Moscow. They tried to meet with um, high officials. So, uh, if the president got involved, he was probably told that the case, Golunov's case, was falling apart. That there was no evidence, really, to prove that Golunov uh, was a drug dealer. Uh, police tried to accuse him of traveling from Latvia, bringing drugs. Maybe you know, not knowing that uh, Golunov's head office, Medusa's head office was in Riga and that's why the reporter traveled to, to Latvia. So the case was falling into pieces and there was nothing to to prove Golunov's guilt. Um and that probably became obvious even to to the president.
0: The fact that a journalist was one of the first people to be detained um, at a rally in support of Golunov on Wednesday seems to suggest that we're back to the status quo what do you think the legacy of, of this whole case will be, if there is a legacy at all?
1: Well, right now we see um, that Moscow police um, management is sort of wobbling and uh, they they seem to be confused. Yesterday, after they arrested hundreds of people in the street, which was ugly because it was a national holiday, a Russia day, um, they made some of this journalist's sign reports saying that they they um uh, accusing the detained uh journalists of um carrying a signs with anti government that's a quote anti government slogan Ivan Golunov so Ivan Golunov's name, according to police you know view of the, the situation, um was an anti government slogan. Hmm. Uh and probably later uh, Moscow government or the Kremlin administration, somebody who was who had authority, explained to the to the policeman that you know Ivan Golunov's name cannot be an anti-government uh, slogan because actually the journalist was detained illegally, and it is important to investigate who who and why detained uh, an innocent person and kept him behind bars uh, for several days. So uh, police um, backed up again, and now they're taking away that that, that uh, part of the sentence and ask people to sign the protocols once again. So the system seems to be cracking, seems to be sort of shaking and wobbling. Uh, we see what will happen. But yesterday, um, it was really scary to see how uh, uh, police uh, grabbed people, dragged people, women, older women. Uh, It seemed to be sort of a wave of um, a vindictive way, you know, as if uh, Moscow police really wanted to punish people for for the protest.
0: Anna, thanks very much. We'll leave it there for today.
1: Wonderful. Thank you.
0: And to finish off, a deputy mayor in the Siberian city of Nyagen has resigned after local authorities discovered that property he owned was being used for, well, should we say illicit purposes. The apartment that Viktor Manukin was subletting was discovered by local police last year to be a brothel, but he finally resigned this week only after being investigated for undeclared income from the sublet. Manukin reportedly told police that after signing the lease, he wasn't interested in what was happening in the apartment. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to rate the podcast on iTunes. It'll help other Russophiles find us. Head over to the Moscow Times website for more on Galunov's arrest and other oddities from across Russia. I'm Jonathan Brown. Our producer today was Pyotr Sauer. And thank you to CM Records Studios in Moscow for hosting the show. Join us next week on From Russia With News.